What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. over the choice between peace and war but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second surrender admittedly there's a risk in any course we follow other than this but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement and this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face that their policy of accommodation is appeasement and it gives no choice between peace and war only between fight or surrender if we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rest than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shotters around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material complications. When great forces around the moon in the world, we learn their spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. 
We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Good evening and welcome to Cold War Radio, ladies and gentlemen, live on our home base, WAAR. We are America Radio, your number one source for streaming political and government talk anywhere. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the bunker in my Smith & Wesson studio in the city of Pittsburgh. Please follow me on Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen, like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cold War Radio. That's with two A's, Cold W-A-A-R Radio. Cold War Radio is an iHeartRadio program, and the email is scrtv at live.com. The call-in line, 412-567-1460. The chat room is up and lively on Spreaker. Go to steelcityresistance.blogspot.com for the links to the chat and the links to the show notes and if you can hit the donate button, I appreciate that. People have been lately, and I thank you. Let's uh, welcome my esteemed guest for Thursday night, straight out of Atlanta, Georgia, Miss Stacy Rush. Good evening, Stacy. Good evening, Mister Bailey. How you doing tonight? Not bad, not bad. Uh, my my kids were working and doing things on the Christmas Sunday, so we're going to celebrate that this weekend coming up with them. Looking awesome. forward to that. It's a little different, but uh, looking forward to it. It just stretches out the most wonderful holiday of the year. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. No doubt about it. Uh, now, we have a lot to cover uh, tonight. I want to start out with uh, this this gift uh, that John Kerry and Samantha Power and Barack Obama have given us. Uh, that's the way I like to look at it because it's so otherwise destructive in nature. Uh, the, the non-veto, the abstention uh, of the vote in this UN Security Council has breeded, it has it has brought uh, to, to the conversation, to the front, to the table, uh, what almost every American feels, at least every American that voted for Donald Trump and then some, that we need to get the hell out of the United Nations. And Mike Huckabee came out and said, you know what, we ought to stop, take every dime that we send to the UN and apply it to veterans' benefits in one way or another. And I'm, I'm not so concerned about the funding, but it's time to get out of that uh, organization. How do you feel about that? I could not agree more. And I think I think you're right. It did. If you're going to take a po- – I think I take two positives out of it. Um, bringing attention to just how destructive the U.N. is to not only Israel, but to the U.S., in which we fund about 25% of, of all of it. So – I would say defunding the UN, a big deal. But also, I think what it is also showing is something that I've always questioned, and that is why do Jewish voters support the Democrat Party? Um, I, I do not understand it. I think the speech that Kerry gave and the decision that the Obama administration um uh, made will actually help the Republican Party as a whole as Jewish people in the United States start realizing that this party has pulled so far to the left that it no longer represents the United States nor our biggest ally. And I would urge uh, the listening audience uh, on social media and inside your circles, uh, a lot of Democrats are embarrassed to be Democrats right now. And I think it's a good time uh, to to use that uh, to to maybe thin the ranks of the party out a little bit. I've seen people make open statements about it, and and it really the base of what's now become the Communist Party or the Democrat Party has taken every ounce of democratic protocol or ideology out of the Democrat Party. I mean, for a president, for a lame duck president, uh, 
to run around and do the things that this guy's doing right now is totally something that's never been done before. It was done in a small way by almost every president, but not in big ways like this, not with our allies. And and, and, and you watch the coup de grace is going to be he's going to he's going to pardon Hillary Clinton. Just be ready for that. Yeah, that's I, that's going to happen. I think I think you're probably right about that. And I will tell you, um, not not just with what's and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but just in general about the Obama administration. So we have what, like 20 days left until this guy is out of office. And what I want you to understand is that I believe and Jewel actually in the chat room just um, posted praying for Putin to have God's wisdom and wait um, until Trump is in office. I think he will. I think the I think the embassy tweet today, uh, basically mocking Obama, was priceless. And I think uh, Putin doesn't want to go to the war to war with the United States. And I think that um, he's not going to retaliate at this point in time. And I bring that up in conjunction with the overreach with with Israel because what I want people to be aware of is what Hutch is saying with the pardon. He's got 20 days, and I think all of us would like it if he would just go golfing for the next 20 days and stop embarrassing the American people and our allies. I'm insulting the American people and our allies as well. I look for him to try and do really more drastic measures over the next 20 days. I I do not think he's going to stop. No, I don't either. I mean, just today, he grabbed a piece of Utah that's as big as uh, Delaware. I mean, it's like every single politician in Utah is up in arms, no matter what party they're in. And it's just things like that. I think he's going to do more of that, uh, you know. But the other thing, the other side of this, this this whole argument about hacking the election. Now, you got to look at where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you've got uh, the Democrat Party, and right now the administration hails from Chicago, Illinois. And if you know anything about American politics— you know that that is the home of corrupt politicians and fixing elections. And to see these Democrats up in arms uh, about emails being hacked and everything else, first of all, uh, you know, that didn't affect the election. The election had no, they've even said that these hacks weren't even about the election. They were, there's two years worth of them and they're very vague. And of course the Russians have been hacking us. We've been hacking them too. It's what we do. That's why we have a Cold War radio show so people don't forget about that. That was the main initial reason for having this program when I started seeing kids wearing Che Guevara shirts and thinking socialism was cool, like it was on the cover of Newsweek. Uh, but these people are phony to their core, and I think I think they're going too far. I really do. I think that they're what they're doing with, with this, people don't understand. The, the Democrats are taking this war with, with, with Russia too doggone ser- uh, uh, unseriously. Mm-hmm. A, a war with Russia is a globe-changing event. If that would happen, the large swaths of both countries' peoples are going to be killed. And, and, and it's not you push a button and it's nuclear war and the world's over. That's not what happens. Everybody still survives, the people that are left. But it's a different, a different planet. And it's just something to see these people goofing around with this, uh, you know, for politics, for something that's not going to gain them anything. They're trying to isolate Donald Trump is what they're doing. They're trying to make it to where he's try- he's Putin's buddy. And, and it's, it's just sickening. I, I got I to gotta stop. You got to bail me out, Stacey. <laughs> well, I would, I would refer you guys to this proof, um, the 13-page report that you guys can find at uh, U.S hyphen cert.gov um, and it goes through what what they consider proof that Russia was involved in these these hacks for the DNC and and the uh, Podesta emails it looks like um, without naming them specifically but it goes through and it talks about how they've identified these these hackers and I just want to read something here real quick if I can find it in here it says Um, APT28, which is one of the Russian hacking groups, is known for leveraging domains that closely mimic those of targeted organizations and tricking potential victims into entering legitimate credentials. APT28 actors relied heavily on shortened URLs in their spear phishing email campaigns. Okay, every hacker that I know, and I know a few, 
uses the same exact technique. Ones that I know happen to not be from Russia. So I guess my whole point with this is that they're playing loose and hard with the, with these facts. These are not exactly. facts. It does not prove one iota that Russia was behind the hacks of the DNC and, and of the Potesta emails because they have released and they have said very um, definitively that nowhere were our election uh, uh, stations, any of our databases, what have you, were they hacked, were votes changed or anything like that. So the only place that you can assume that there was any Russian involvement with our elections in 2016 for the presidential election is through the DNC hack and through the um, and through the pedestrian. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To email hack. And I would also bring you to the attention of a tweet that was put out by um, by WikiLeaks uh, just about an hour or two ago. And they actually refer to um, a New York Times article about this very situation where they are saying that the GRU, which is one of the organizations that has been uh, a couple of the people are being expelled. That's the said, Russian CIA. Exactly. Exactly. They are. They um, said, and this is claimed by the New York Times today, Russian intelligence services did not hack DNC emails. Rather, a hacking group did and gave the emails out. Didn't give the emails out to Russia gave the emails out to WikiLeaks and they also if you guys remember there was another website that they tried to use to upload some of these emails and I think it was called DNC leak um, but it was a slow terrible website you could it just was crashing every five minutes so there there is no definitive proof that this was Russia if anything else there is proof that this wasn't them that this could be any hacker in China in North Korea in Delaware, you know, or in the DN- or in the DNC. Absolutely. Let's not for- let's not forget the the young dead man that was shot in Washington D.C. in a robbery, but still had his money. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't talk about that guy anymore. You know, and, and even Julian Assange has said the Russians didn't didn't do this. We did this. You know, I got these another way. You know, and- this is so so much smoke, and I just it, it drives me crazy the lack of integrity in our media. Mm-hmm. You know, for them to go along with this, and I'm including Fox News with Absolutely. both barrels. Absolutely. I'm including almost everyone out there is jumping on board with all of this as if it's fact. And when I read that report today, I thought to myself, it's embarrassing. This is embarrassing. And I put something on Facebook today and said, you know what? If this is their proof, shut all technology down go get yourself a stick shift that has no electronics in the car because our government hasn't a clue as far as technology and hacking is concerned i I mean when when you have obamacare uh the documents stacking up six foot high and you have benghazi hearings taking a year and you're going to tell me you're going to do a report on russian hacking in in 13 pages Mm -hmm. are you kidding me I know. Let's uh, let's see what Hickory has to say about it. Hickory, good evening, sir. It's been a while. Hickory, you're on. Okay, he's his program is not happening, so he did not get added to the call. Oh well. Uh, yeah, it, it's just uh, it's bad, and we're going to follow it. And I just hope nothing happens. And I, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't think I think Putin and those guys are laughing about this. Oh, are you? They, they they got a countdown. 
calendar on the wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall when when uh, Obama saw the, the tweet from the Russian embassy in the UK today. You know, basically talking about them counting down the days and, and the U.S. being embarrassed by their lame duck president. I mean, he must have lost it. Absolutely lost it. He must have. And Hickory, something's going wrong. I'm going to call you back. Stand by. Uh, I'll call you. Hopefully you're listening to this. Uh, and we'll get that to happen in just a minute. But, you know, another thing that's going on, and, and I'm going to say this, and then when we get Hickory on the line, uh, I guarantee that he's going to want to talk about this subject. So I'll just wait, and we'll just uh, try to add him right now and see if he was listening and had hung up his phone and takes his call, and we're going to find out in just a minute. The the, the drama here is uh, something else when they don't answer right away because I don't want to get into something else. So we'll say good evening to Hickory. What's going on? Well, sir, crazy. Uh, when we take a look at what the database that they've put together, they're, they're hemming and hauling about uh, leaks and hacks and so on and so forth. And we have forensic capabilities of giving them a, a, a colonoscopy or something like, you know. Uh, we know everything if we go to the right area in Utah. You know, and he wants to uh, put away and put aside all sorts of land in Nevada also. But here's the thing, this forensic thing, that uh, Maxine Waters said couldn't fall into the wrong hands. Some some other Americans that didn't think like her, the wrong hands. You get that? You know, and uh, it's, it's like the guillotine. You know, the guillotine was made for the commoner, and the first guy that uh, uh, lost his head was the guy that invented the guillotine. And then the French Revolution just went absolutely bonkers with what they did to people. And that was the first um, shot at the mass of socialism in Europe. But and there were it, uh, Amer- American founding fathers observing it at the time, and uh, showed you how not to have a revolution. And, you know, you think about this, Hickory, what's really going on. You've got a sitting president, an outgoing president, that is sabotaging his his replacement. It's it's absolutely bizarre. Well, I, I actually believe that there was voter fraud in 2008 and, and 2012, and the fact that the GOP is uh, prevented legally from uh, suing for voter fraud actually means that the GOP has to cease to exist and be reformed as a new entity so that we don't have to be bent over by people like Barack Obama anymore and when they won't go after voter fraud. You see, I remember in 2012, uh, Ambassador Bolton coming out at the end of the election says he damn sure was going to investigate voter fraud. Please send your dollar. You know, and... Uh, this is the problem. You know, we had all these hangers on wanting to generate money. And, uh, you know, politics in America is a money tree for certain individuals. It's not where you can make a, a real bad or great killing, however you look at it, like Donald Trump has done. But uh, the, there's people shaking that money tree. And uh, that guy that's married to the Palestinian that you don't like, uh, the, you know, the tax guy, Grover Norquist, people like that. I'm so yeah. glad. I'm, I'm so glad to see that David Bossy actually got on Trump's team because he could have been involved in that same stuff too. You know, like there's so many of them. You know, like buy a colloidal silver generator. Or Glenn Beck. You know, Glenn Beck was the new uh, Art Bell with two Y two K with Glenn Beck and the. You know, basically what we should do is is, is sell all the stuff that everybody bought to the liberals at a discount. You know. So nobody takes a loss. You know, they can have outdated stuff that they're impressed with, and everybody can go on with the rest of their lives. It's, it's, it's really a ruination what they did to America. Now, here, look at it like this. In California, 8 million cars go on the road every day, twice. And there's 6 inches of rain a year. So there's a big old mountain range, and it's a bowl. It's a half a bowl. And, uh, do you have a... Uh, you know, ocean breeze, and then 8 million cars twice a day raise a dust cloud like a tank column in the desert couldn't even think of. 
and the smog, you can't see gas. It's invisible. And, and so the smog is actually dust in the air, and they sell California dusters. But we got all this particulate thing that has strangled our industry with junk science. And we want to talk global warming. And what is it? It's some way they shake a tree. That's all it is, extortion. It is. It's total extortion. It's money transfer. You always follow the money because they they are just making themselves rich off of the junk science. Right. And so many levels are they shaking that tree, Stacy, that the American people should really be angry. And the guillotine, you know, did you hear rumors that they have, have actually manufactured and made new ones or something? I actually wonder if that's true. And if it is, then there are certain people who need to meet them. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Hickory, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. God bless you. Call back again. All right. So there you go. And uh, he's right. You know, this whole thing is it's uh, it's out of control. But, you know, again, I have to say I'm not uh, I'm not worshiping any man. But I think Donald Trump has got the right team at the right time with people with the right attitudes that uh, we can all pitch in and get this done. I look for an inauguration speech, Stacy, uh, not to be Obama-esque or Clinton-esque and be an hour long. I look for a 15-minute speech, <laughs> 15, 20-minute speech, uh, sounding like JFK and Ronald Reagan and telling us what we can do. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, you know, and for anybody who might be new to hearing me on Hutch's show, and some of you guys aren't, so this will be a repeat, but I was not in the, the Trump camp. Um throughout the the primaries and then when he won i did switch over and decided to support him did not join the whole never trumper um posse but i was not a vocal supporter of him until probably the last 45 days of the election i would say i have to tell you guys i am so impressed with how he has handled this transition thus far, I'm blown away by it. And and I guess I shouldn't be too surprised by it. The person that I, who I really felt was a good candidate and an outsider was Carly Fiorina. I think we needed an outside business person um, out there or, or in D.C. to kind of break things up. Now, she obviously was not the right person for that, but Donald Trump and his brash personality and his no-nonsense uh, business sense, um, I think, is the perfect man for this job at this time. And so I agree with Hutch. I'm certainly not worshiping a man on this earth, um, but I have been completely blown away by his transition team, by the people he surrounded himself with. I think he's doing a fabulous job. And the reaction of the business community has, was something I didn't expect uh, so soon. I, I thought that was, they know it's wrong too. You know, they, they think people think that these companies want to outsource. The reason that they outsource is because they can't afford to make a product and make a profit in this country. With the taxes the way they are and with the uh, organized labor costs, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a thing by Richard Trumka saying that uh, don't listen to Trump. He's not talking for the working guy. What? <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to watch. And I agree with you. The, the way that, that he's running this transition pretty much is the other gift that Donald Trump gave me anyway. And that is how horrible the Republican Party was. I mean, wow, just uh, you look at uh, who jumps up on this Russian thing right away, immediately. John McCain and Lindsey Graham with Paul Ryan right behind them. You know, the, their guy isn't even in office yet. Let him decide. Let him come down and talk to the intelligence community and huddle with you guys and then come out. Don't, don't start talking now, 20 days away. You know, it's unbelievable. Now, another thing that has to be changed, and I think it can be, uh, in a Trump administration uh, with a uh, uh, Sessions DOJ. These deadly ambushes of police are at a two-decade high, and that's something that has got to be switched around. I don't know if you use uh, punishment as the as the catalyst for that, but uh, certainly the morale is down, and this has got to be, they got to be looking for 20 days from now, too. Oh, my God. And to finally have someone that respects them and has their back. I mean, you know, you had Obama 
throw in his two cents on any type of divisive issue he could get his hands upon. But did we ever hear him really weigh in or hold any sort of press conference or show any real support for the men and women in blue? These people were being assassinated, are being assassinated on the streets. And I'm not saying that there may be some serious uh, overreach by police departments as well and some bad men and women out there. But there are bad men and women in every single industry and government sect that we have. These people take on a job that if they were not involved in the communities, I would hate to be a part of Chicago without police. I would hate to be a part of Detroit without police. They do a wonderful job and they deserve our respect. And I am certain that they are very grateful uh, that he's going to be taking the helm. And, you know, one thing to make a guy trigger happy is to put him in an environment like this. I mean, you look at them, they're just they're just doing a, a, a whatever length their shift is. They're doing a job. They're going out there into this mess every day. They hear about their colleagues being gunned down. Of course, they're going to be. Uh, concerned with self-preservation and they probably will fire or even worse won't fire you know then then you know then they they die then mm-hmm. now we now we always switch gears on this program that's one of the, <laughs> the parts of this i gotta tell you milo yiannopoulos Yay. i'm sure most of you have heard of him uh i got to meet him a couple times that's a big guy man i'll tell you what he doesn't look like it when you see him in video but the guy's like six four man he's huge but he has a book deal with simon and schuster and all the rest of the publishers and the people in uh, in the literary world are going nuts, man. They think, oh, my God, not how, how could you cut a book deal? He, he cut like a $250,000 book deal, uh, and it's probably going to be good. It's called Dangerous. Uh, I cannot wait. And I think the thing that I love about Milo, I love men. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any things about him? But what I love the most is that the left continues to underestimate him. He's He is brilliant. They do not like the words he chooses to, to use, and they certainly do not like his, his policies. Um, and they especially don't like the fact that he's a gay conservative. But the man is brilliant, and he's completely underestimated all the time. And I just wanted to read you something that he wrote today on Facebook. Um, about this. And he said, the progressive left loves every kind of diversity except intellectual diversity. Oh my God, that couldn't be more true. smart, yeah. I'm not a white nationalist, a racist, an anti-Semite, or any of the other things they are calling me today. And they know that. They do this to shame and bully and silence anyone with the wrong opinions, especially shock horror, a gay conservative. Well, they tried this hateful approach before, and it got Trump elected. Any guesses what the result will be this time? Keep screeching, Twitter losers. Your impotent oh. fury heats my pool. <laughs> oh, man. He, he's the man. I'm going to tell you what, that 250000 is going to get surpassed in a week, mm-hmm. if, it, if not a day. He's going to blow it out the ballpark, and I'm sure he's got it set up so he gets so much of the percentage on how much that makes. And I look at the young girl, and y'all can type it in the, the chat room because I don't remember her name, but she's a young girl who was a runner-up, I think, on America's Got Talent, and she's agreed to perform at the Trump inauguration, and she was being just ripped apart by the intolerant left. And she is now like number one or number two on the pop charts. And you will see that with Milo as well. He oh, will yeah. blow every expectation out of the book. He certainly will. And let me tell you something, Democrats and leftists, the 13 year olds know Milo, the kids know Milo and Milo is, he's, he's killing the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm not anti-woman when I say that, you know what I mean when I say yeah, feminist. Yeah. He's killing that destructive movement. He's he's going to blow him up. I mean, he he just uh, he's a hit on ho- on college campuses. They can't stop the guy, man. I mean, <laughs> and he's and he's brilliant, like you say. I mean, he he makes excellent arguments, and and uh, it's fun to watch somebody try to debate him. He he just puts them away one after the other. 
He does, yeah. and and he does it with humor, and he does it he does it shockingly sometimes. But when you really when you take away some of the words that he uses, and you listen to the context, and you listen to the content of what he's saying, and he is he can truly smack down any argument, and that's what I love. You will have these people from the left get him on and think they are just going to run all over him because clearly he is just an obnoxious, you know, idiot out there saying all of these things that only an uneducated, obnoxious person would say. And he rips them to shreds every yeah, single does. time. And it's brilliant. We've needed the, We've needed a Milo. And I hope he spawns 10,000 more Milos because you're right. We are now going to be the party of this younger generation because you look at the people who are leading the Democrat Party right now, and they are all old as dirt. Oh, right. And, and our side's not much better. I mean, we're a little bit better. Uh, but, but I'll tell you, the, the only thing I wish Milo, I'm 55 years old. You know, they call him a racist, and he starts telling them why he's not a racist. I, I don't need all that. I mean, he gets a little graphic sometimes. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, but, <laughs> You know the young guys can handle that. I can't. I got. I, I cringe, man. But he's still a nice guy, and, and he's and he's smart, and he's doing good things uh, for the movement. Uh, now, yeah. on another serious note, uh, to show you the damage that uh, Barack Obama has done, uh, they're having serious talks about Syria, and Putin and Erdogan from Turkey uh, are having talks about it, and you know they haven't even included. Kerry or Obama. I mean, that is how bad our uh, foreign policy has become under this regime. I mean, it's it's just absolutely stunning. And uh, Big Rich, hang up, and I'll give you a call, Stacy. I'm telling you, this this is something. I think it's going to come back immediately, but it's just uh, it shows you this kind of leadership or lack thereof is super dangerous. They're making decisions without us at the table. I know. I know. But, you know, I mean, yes, uh, they are physically uh, making decisions without us at the table. But they've also, I, I would say, been have been making um, decisions without us at the table or real consideration to any type of blowback from the United States. Because he, um, Obama and this administration, there is no bite with his bark. There is no follow through on anything of substance as far as foreign policy is concerned. And, um, and it, and it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a bad thing. It is Richard Torres, New York city. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, Hutch. Stacy, I just want to wish you a happy and a healthy new year. Oh, thank you. Same to you. Uh, <laughs> Hutch. Um, this poor Ryan kills me. How about it? Uh, you heard what he said, uh, that Russia had a long time coming. Bad timing, man. I mean, I, I don't mind having that conversation, but you don't have it 20 days before the new commander-in-chief gets gets to tell you what our country's stance is. And, and, and I say it, and I say it again. This gonna, He's going to be Donald Trump downfall. This guy, he's that snake in the woods, man, this poor Ryan guy. Well, I, 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 I talked about it today, and I said, you know what? When you do something like that, McCain and Graham – Okay, you guys are inconsequential. I don't care what you say. Nobody listens to you anyway. You know, we know that what you're trying to do is bolster the, the military-industrial complex. That's what you've done your whole careers. But, Paul Ryan, you were the Speaker of the House. You were the third man in line for the presidency of the United States. Shut your mouth until the guy takes over. There's no urgency that needs to be handled in 20 days. This guy's like a sickle, man. He just needs to be, you know, he needs to put in his two cents when he's not supposed to. He should just shut up and, and, and be quiet. You know, we're too Trump get into office. And, you know, he's smart because Trump can right now cannot, you know, address this guy right now, you know, unofficially. You know, on, maybe on the phone call he could show him out. But, this is, you know, this poor guy, I don't like him. I never liked him. He should never been reelected. And and this guy's telling he's gonna be the cancer for the Republicans because the Democrats know they can manipulate this guy easily. Yeah, um, I, I I think that they think that they can manipulate him as well, and I think he would have been absolutely fine with it until he has witnessed Trump and what he's going to be able to do. And I do think that Trump is going to be able to um, 
to put Paul Ryan in his place. I, I don't think anyone, I mean, I, I understand his position and, and where he is in the line of the presidency, but I truly do not believe many are paying him much mind. What we have to remember is these politicians, the majority of them want to get reelected and they are seeing the firestorm that Donald Trump has created and has awoken so many Americans and pulled people from all sides of the aisle to back him. And they are going to be involved in self-preservation. And I believe that's going to include Paul Ryan. And Hus, so, Hus. Yes, sir. Hello. Yeah. Oh, so much for the red button, for the reset button with Russia regarding Obama. <laughs> that lasted, what, three seconds? <laughs> right. Hey, thanks for calling, uh, Big Rich. All right. Take care of yourself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just reiterate the uh, calling policy. All right. I, there's problems with Skype or there's problems with me and Skype or there's some kind of problems. If you call up and I don't answer your call, it's because I can't. Don't keep calling back. If you call up, I will see that you called and I will attempt to call you back. And I'm talking about Washington State. Uh, I'm calling you back right now, but I, I can't do anything with incoming calls for some reason. I don't know what it is, uh, but I have an account where if Hello? you've called the program before, yes. Good evening, Olympia. What's going on? Oh, how you doing, bud? Um, it's Wayne. How you doing? Hi, Wayne. How you doing? Um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just amazed that, uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm flabbergasted that our, our commander-in-chief with such a small amount of time and is willing to really risk World War III. I mean, it's just the stupidest thing. And thank God the uh, the Russians are um, are dealing with it in a in a very mature way. You know, um, I think they're almost dealing with it in a kind of a humorous way. And I'm hoping that uh, they're just smart enough to know that Trump is, uh, you know, he's he's obviously going to uh, not allow a lot of this to stand. So. Yeah, I agree, Stacy. No, I I would tend to agree with you. I, I personally like the way that it's being handled thus far. We have 22 days to go, so so I'm hopeful that that Vladimir Putin will continue to react with um with restraint and with humor and not try and escalate tensions between the country. My thought is is that because he knows the administration that is coming in, I don't think he really wants to have the type of aggressive relationship that he's had with Obama. Let's face it, Obama is a wussy with a P. And um, he is not going to stand up for anything. And I think that Putin understands that Trump will. And I think he respects strength. Um, and I think he knows he's going to get strength coming in with the Trump administration. So I'm hopeful that he he will um, he will hold hold himself in restraint. Well, it seems like a bit of a game for them to. Um, it's almost like he's doing this so that once uh, Trump comes in, if if Trump lifts any of these sanctions or softens, you know, he's going to like, oh look, all you know, he was for Russia the whole time. See? Yep, I you know, agree. But, but honestly, if you look at the whole layout of this, you know, in the beginning, it was like the Russian involvement in the elections. They're all like, yeah, whatever. That's, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And then it was sort of like, oh, it became possible. And then right after she lost, oh, oh, no, look at all this evidence. And there was absolutely none. I mean, no, I think they're just, is, not, they're just now coming out. They're just now coming out of shock. You know, they, they, they yeah. thought for sure she was going to win. But just one thing real quick, and then I'll hang up on you here. WikiLeaks has put out... I don't know, uh, over a million documents, 10 years, they've never once put out a bad, uh, never once put out a fake document. They've never once been caught in a lie. Never once. No, so, I know it. You know, uh, their, their own words barely they every say, time. They say the leak comes from the DNC. Right. I mean, it's, it's hey, thanks, so thanks obvious. For calling. Anyways, thanks for calling. Take care, I appreciate it. Yep. All, right. All right, so there you go. Uh, now, you know, there's something else that's a little funny. Uh, Stacy, and that's uh, you know, you look at how many times the the Obamas have gone to vacation in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and I mean they've racked up about eighty six million man, eighty six million dollars. Right, that's more than we'll ever make in our lives, probably ten lives on vacations. And you know, I 
And I don't know how that figure stacks up with other presidents. I would assume less because because they tended to go to the places that were already set up for presidents to, you know, to vacation. Or they went um, to their own properties. Like Bush it, went to his ranch, so did Ronald Reagan. Absolutely, absolutely. So I would imagine if we looked at it dollar to dollar, they probably are a lot higher. I, I personally, I have to tell you, it's not something that I lose sleep over. Um, no, I don't either. I was using it as a setup because I was going to say, out of all those vacations in Hawaii, you never saw Michelle Obama in a bathing suit. <laughs> just saying, just saying. You know. Oh my god! I mean, you go, you go to the best beaches. They even showed Hillary Clinton when 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 Bill and, and her went somewhere. I don't know where they were. Remember when they were going through the Monica Lewinsky thing and they were trying to romanticize those two. Oh, yeah, that, that was hysterical. But, but you, you did never... see Obama and his body man in a bathing suit over Valentine's Day in Florida. Oh, no. so. oh that's foul. <laughs> that's totally foul. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I heard a guy say that, and I thought I'd uh, I'd share that because it's true. I mean, you, you don't... Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't really when when I think about it. And, and I, I truly, you know what, I, I truly try to avoid... Um, coverage of Obama in all ways, shapes, or forms. You know, unless it's something that we're going to be talking about here or on Wayne's show or I'm writing about, I, I try to avoid him because he just crawls under my skin all the time. But I, I don't really recall seeing a lot of Obama and Michelle together on any of these vacations. And I could be wrong. Like I said, I don't. I don't tend to pay attention to that too much. But I, I truly don't recall seeing them really vacationing oh, together I- a lot. No, I don't. I don't either. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It's something for for the future. We'll, we'll we'll deal with it after they're gone. But uh, let's say hello to Memorial Rifle Range. What's going on? Wyoming, well, hello, Hutch and Stacey. How you guys doing? You know, I I am so thankful that Trump has such a great rapport. You know, the limited rapport that he has with Putin prior to all of this BS that our foreign usurper resident is pulling. No, I agree with you. And, you know, one of the things that I thought got grossly misreported uh, was when Trump made the actual factual statement, and anybody who's in the military knows what he was talking about. And I know he wasn't in the military, but he was in something that was, at some, in some ways, other than combat, more intense than the military, and that's military school. Because yes, I, went to, I, I went to military school and I was in the military for 33 years. And once I got out of that school and got the basic training and went through about two weeks, I was like, there's no way they're going to take me out of here. This is, nobody's kicking my butt in here. You know what I mean? I mean, they, we were, anyway, that's another story. But when he <laughs> said that, when he said Vladimir Putin was a better leader than Barack Obama, he was a thousand percent correct. He yes, didn't say. Did the media clutch their pearls over that or what? Absolutely. I mean, he, he has all the leadership traits. He might not be leading them where we want to go, but he get, he's he got respect, and, and he's got the love of his country. He absolutely does. He absolutely does. And, and, and Obama, the entire administration, Hillary, have been completely and totally repudiated, and they're grasping at any straw to try to mitigate that repudiation and say, oh, it wasn't our problem, it was this. Well, let's not talk about let's not talk about even who hacked it. Although you know the likelihood is Seth Rich, and the last we heard from him, he was voting for Hillary. Um, you know. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that's the guy that was on his on on his back in the gas station parking lot in Washington D.C. with a hole in his head, with his money still in his pocket. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know, based on based on what uh, WikiLeaks uh, facilitator says. The likelihood that it was uh, Seth Rich is absolutely huge, but you know, I mean, he he did manage to vote for Hillary even after all that, though. So <laughs> twice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for calling, buddy. You bet. Take care. Let's see it. All right. So now that's that's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. You call up and I hang up on you, and you just wait, and I'll call you up. <laughs> that's how you got it works. Right there. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Now let's go to California. And, you know, California is interesting because uh, there's going to be a showdown between Moonbat and DJT uh, over, a, over a lot of different things. But they, they're getting ready to get shell-shocked 
because on the first, there are like I forget how many hundred, but there are a lot of uh, regulations that are getting ready to kick in on the first of January. Uh, but you know, on 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 weapons and things of that nature. But I'll tell you, they just got done licensing eight hundred thousand driver's license in, of illegal aliens. And and so then my question on that, Hutch, I saw that story briefly, but what I want to know is in California, what are the voter ID uh, situations there? So can you can you how is this going to help? Um, some people be able to actually get onto the voting rolls or to, to actually be able to get to vote um, if they have that type of ID, or, or do we know? I think, I know in some states it's like that. I'm not positive uh, if it's like that in California, but if you look at what's going on in California and what they're doing, uh, this is something that would be right up their alley. So you have to think so. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, yeah. I would think so too. I, I mean, I feel like there is some sort of reason that they're doing this. This is this is not being done for no reason. So there's a reason behind why they are issuing yep. licenses to to these um, illegal aliens, and and it's eventually just going to benefit uh, the party, uh, the Democrat Party, and it's a scary, scary. But proposition. with that, with that, in the in the sanctuary cities. Uh, this is something that Trump can't ignore. It's the biggest state, and we'll, we'll just have to see uh, what happens. Ken from Virginia, what's on your mind? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was looking around the other day and uh, touring around. We've been talking about Russia quite a bit. Now, don't they have veto power in the U.N.? They do. In the, the, the important place in the U.N. Uh, where the, the Russians and the United States have veto power is in the U.N. Security Council. And that's how we've kept Israel protected for all these years, uh, is by vetoing uh, these anti-Israel, just uh, the whole UN has been anti-Israel the day after that they uh, created Israel in 1947. Ever since then, uh, they've been against Israel. So that our veto power has saved Israel from a lot. But your point okay, about, I just, about Russia. I just, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I wasn't reading some kind of weird, you know. I'm, I'm still kind of new to this whole how politics works. And, you know, Glad to have you. <laughs> well, you keep yes. educating yourself out there because that's that's the most important thing is figuring out, you know, what what is the truth and then how it aligns with your truth and, and just continue to get out there and get involved and, and educate yourself. Did you happen to listen to the episode on Tuesday? Yes, I did. Well, kind of, sort of. My wife wanted to listen too, and she wants to talk at the same time. And <laughs> <laughs> That's how we are. So, so, like, okay, I got to explain some stuff while she's asking questions, and then I don't. Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna well, here, 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 here's what you can, here's what you can do. Even better than going back and listening. Go to steelcityresistance.blogspot.com and go to the show notes links. It's CWR 418 and read read the, the, the material. Because that way, because on a show like this, it's an hour long. I haven't even gotten to the show notes tonight and the show's almost over. You know what I mean? There's so much stuff in there that will explain what happened and, and why these settlements are there and why anybody who calls them illegal is an idiot. You know, these people have been attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked by numerous four and five countries banding together. And, and sometimes the intelli- administration did is set up them to be even attacked more. And I, it's just it's disgusting to me uh, what they did at the U.N. And then to try and go out there and act as if they're doing it to protect Israel oh. is just an absolute joke. I could have jumped up and strangled Kerry when I when I listened to that speech and and the tone of voice that that guy was using, knowing doggone well that his son-in-law is an Iranian Shiite. You know, it, it's just uh, it's something. And what the other thing you got to do, Ken, and anybody else that's trying to educate themselves on what's going on in the Middle East, and, and it's time to educate yourself because you're being lied to. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I found about researching this the show on Tuesday 
was I had to go through 20 different sources before I found a source that did not call the settlements illegal. The whole deck is stacked against Israel. They say that the Jews are running this and the Jews are running that. No. You know, some of them may be, but I'm telling you, the thing is about this issue is what you have to do also is you have to go on Google Maps, type in Israel, and then hit the minus key so it comes out to where you can see the whole Middle East and look how small Israel is. And they're well, making I, it this I've been big. To and, well, there and, you go. You know, talking to the people over there, you know, that, I mean, this was. In fact, I think it was 20 years ago, uh, we were on our 96 cruise, and uh, I mean, the people over there are just amazing, uh, and, and, you know, just I want to go there, too. That, that, that's one of the things I want to do before I die, is go to Israel. I had a cousin in the 1970s that lived on a kibbutz, you know, when they were fighting. The kibbutzes were like armed farms. You know, and it was, uh, he went over there as a kid. I mean, the kid was 18, maybe, uh, and lived there for a year or so. And it's just something that uh, I appreciate that you're getting into it, Ken. You're the you're what keeps me going. People like you that were doing something else before and all of a sudden realized, I better figure this out. I, you're going to save the country, people like you, and your wife are going to save this country. <laughs> I, I really mean that. Well, I appreciate it, Hutch. Thanks for calling. Call back any time. All right, hey, you have a happy new year, and same to you, Stacy. Thank you. Happy new year. All right. All right, people like that, you guys make my day and make me keep doing this. Now, another thing that's going on, Stacy, on the domestic front, uh, we've seen these, uh, uh, and they almost have to be coordinated. When you have it happening in eight different cities and eight different malls, and yeah. you have all these all these little uh, uh, directionless, and I would venture to say probably fatherless people running around in these malls terrifying average shoppers on the day after christmas uh it's got to stop and and you know they finally made one mall made a decision and i don't know if this is good enough but they're banning all unaccompanied teens from the mall and i think that's a good step forward i mean but something has to handle this uh, psychology i mean this is something that our culture is uh, failing at miserably, and I, I don't know really what the answer is. I'm thinking, is it on the punishment side? We've got to get a handle on this. Well, I think one of the things you can start with is um, punishing the parents in this situation. If uh, any of the teens were arrested or uh, charged in this matter, I think that you should hold their parents accountable. This is a generation that is filled with 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 some of the the worst characteristics that you could ever imagine and and one of the big things about it is the way that social media does help coordinate these types of really big gatherings that can cause a lot of havoc and and i think that that one of the first things they have to do is start charging parents with this type of situation because if you you should know what your minor child is up to doing and if you don't there needs to be some sort of accountability to it if it was my kid first of all it would never happen with my kid and if it does y'all can come back and tell me all about it but i would kick my kid's butt up and down the street to the point where they both know they would not be doing that type of that type of thing just not going to happen i know you would and i would too i mean this is something that i would be so embarrassed I think some of it is the parents are proud of it, you know, but I was thinking on the coordination part, I was saying, I wonder if Black Lives Matter coordinated this between different states or something like that. I, I, I'm real leery about that group. Yeah. And it has it, nothing to do with black lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do think it's interesting uh, that it did happen in several states, but also, you know, don't take out the effect of kind of the copycat situation. You know, um, you you see a couple of kids see that this is this is going on in you know Milwaukee, let's say, um, and then they're like, "Hey, we can get that done in Atlanta right now. Let's go ahead and get this started." You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it could have been coordinated or not. You know, that's true. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And with that, that brings us to the end of the program. Stacy, how can people reach out to you on social media? 
Hey guys, well first, thanks for having me as usual. I love being here and chatting with people in the chat room and, and talking about all of these subjects. Um, you guys can reach me uh, easiest on Twitter at discoveringme40. And um, you can reach me on Gab. I'm trying to use that a little bit more and I am at the right brush on Gab. Well, thank you, Stacy. We always love having you on. You're a permanent fixture on Thursdays as long as you can. Uh, Incidentally, there will be no Cold War radio tomorrow. The Wayne Dupree program is going three hours on Friday and Saturday from 8 to 11 on Fridays and from 5 to 8 on Saturdays. So Cold War radio is on a hiatus on Fridays. I'll figure out what I'm going to do with that later. Uh, If we're going to add another hour during the week or if that's going to be enough for me, that's a lot of radio. Uh, But we'll see what happens. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. on Facebook and Gab, Berg's Eye View on Twitter. I want to thank everybody in the chat room, those of you that called in live and listened live, and certainly to everybody listening to the podcast. Uh, Pass it around, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get some more audience build up. That's what it's all about. That's how the message gets out. Thanks for letting us into your life for one hour, ladies and gentlemen. Wayne Dupree Show, coming up next. God bless. Happy New Year, Stacey. Same to you, my dear. Have a great show tonight. Absolutely.